Hi, welcome to the Weekly Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Will Jones, and here at the DM, we have been thinking a lot about artificial intelligence. AI, the positives, the negatives, and how it affects both our lives here at the university and our lives in the grander scheme of our world. Today, I sit down with Nathan Oakes, a project administrator and assistant professor of practice here at the University of Mississippi's Center for Practical Ethics. We discuss all sides on the issue of artificial intelligence and how AI aims to change the ethical landscape of our society. Listen on to learn more. I'm honored to be joined by Nathan Oakes, Project Administrator and Assistant Professor of Practice here at the University of Mississippi's Center for Practical Ethics. Nathan, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm glad to have you. So before we begin, can you tell listeners a little bit about your role with the Center of Practical Ethics and what exactly you all do, which also ties into the topic we'll be discussing today? Right. So the Center does ethics, education, and research and policy work. Uh, it does that at the university and at, at broader levels uh, with the community nationwide. It has, you know, connections to the Ethics Bowl and things like that. So yeah, it's a general purpose practical ethics center. So it's uh, especially focused on helping people make practical solutions rather than doing sort of theoretical academic work. My role at the center is uh, very varied. I do a lot of different things. Perhaps the one most relevant to to this interview is I teach a course in the Honors College on AI, narrative, and social engineering. That's the name of the course. And indeed, our next big policy event is on the use of generative AI. That's what we'll be doing next year. So yeah, that's an area we're getting into. And that is what I have spent some time researching and thinking about. Yeah, so you you alluded to it. All of our content this week at the Daily Mississippian is about AI, how AI is rapidly changing our lives, both here at the university and in the world at large. To start us off, can you tell us a little bit about some of the more practical or firsthand ways you've seen AI take hold, specifically like on campus within the university? In the university, I know there's the, I can't remember his name, there's some sort of shark bot that talks to you on the Old Miss website now, right? Yeah, Finn, (laughs) Finn. Uh, I have to say, I haven't had a conversation with Finn, but I think he represents sort of the the first way that AI is getting put into universities in an official capacity, right? Uh, As a sort of help center type of thing, question answerer. Obviously the other way is just student use, right? Uh, Students using AI to help them with projects, whether that's allowed or not, uh, you know, either way. Are there other uses of AI? I mean, there's the more pervasive uses of AI that just are part of the university because they're part of everything, right? So uh, Photoshop, Canva, these things have AI features now. I used one of those AI image generators like Dolly or whatever to, to help create a poster for something. So yeah, I mean, it's all over the place. Yeah, and ranges from positive to negative too. Right. There, there's always a, there's a stigma as well, but some of the like creative tools you said can be incredibly helpful. Can you tell me a little bit about uh, within your work and within your class as well, some of those conversations that you've had, sort of where you foresee AI going within the university space, within the world? Just what are you? What are those conversations that have been happening right now? Well, those conversations are happening all over the place. Everyone has a different perspective, uh, and that points to the. I think the general principle that it's totally unpredictable, right? <laughs> we really cannot know. Uh, if you look back at the the history of AI research and development, uh, people will talk about the various AI springs and winters and summers. Basically, there's just the cycle where 
you know, someone makes a big AI discovery, everyone gets real excited and says, it's going to solve all human problems. It'll think better than us in 20 years. And then no progress gets made despite all the money that goes into it. And they take all the funding away. And so no one does AI for a while until some weird researcher makes another big discovery. And then there's another boom. So we're definitely in a boom period. And it remains to be seen whether this will this will be the one that really does it, <laughs> you know, whether AI really takes control. And in the meantime, we just, we all have to sit around fretting about it, you know. That's very interesting what you said about like the different waves that have happened. Um, in a way, our society has always been pushing forward toward like more automation. Why do you feel that right now, like you said, that boom is happening? Can you attribute it to like chat GPT or one of these other, like, why do you think this moment feels so crucial to the development of AI. Yeah, I think the reason it's uh, so big socially right now is, I think, ChatGPT. You know, that's coming off of uh, a lot of other developments that were happening in AI. Not that I'm in any way an expert in <laughs> sort of modern AI. But yeah, a, a lot of work was being done, I think, with uh, image production and recognition. And I think just eventually some of that technology found real application for for huge strides in natural language processing, right? And so I think that's why ChatGPT has garnered so much attention because, you know, once the computer can really speak like a human uh, and can can digest the whole internet, right? It's like, wow, that's that's really a a landmark achievement, right? When you can't tell the computer apart from I mean, experts can tell it apart from experts. But a normal person can't tell it apart from an expert right. in a field they're not expert in. So that's, it feels momentous. And in a broader sense, where do you see sort of the inflection point between artificial intelligence and uh, what you do in sort of working in ethics, dealing in ethics? Where do you see this conversation evolving? Do you see someone like a uh, force like the government maybe stepping in and putting boundaries on what we can and cannot do with AI? Where do you, where do you see the next couple years, I suppose? I, know it's a I big mean, question. yeah, impossible to say, right? I think you haven't seen, the, at least the U.S. government, uh, Europe is more proactive on these things, but the U.S. government hasn't done a lot to regulate big tech, if you think about, you know, social media and that sort of thing. And so, you know, based on just that trend, you think, well, I guess they're not going to do much about AI either. I don't know. And it's tough because... There's, there's sort of a, you know, I'm a philosopher, so I'll use this word. Uh, there's a sort of metaphysical problem with artificial intelligence, which is, well, what is it, right? This has been a, a, f a moving goalpost throughout history. At some point, people saw programs that could follow simple algorithms to play chess pretty well. And it's like, ah, artificial intelligence. Or maybe it could recognize a couple of handwritten letters. You know, it can identify a C as a C. Do we even call that artificial intelligence at this point? Not really, because we can totally explain it. We can explain the algorithm. We feel like that's just basic computer stuff. Artificial intelligence is now this other thing. So with a concept that is itself evolving and takes so many very different forms, the idea of laws which regulate it is just, I'm not saying it can't be done, but it's hard to conceive of them up front, right? I mean. How would, you, how would you formulate a law to capture all the instances which you can't predict and you can't easily distinguish exactly. from each other? Yeah. yeah. And I'm curious, too, within your 
within the class you're teaching to, what are some of the student perspectives you've heard, things that interest you of where they're coming from in regards to how they feel about artificial intelligence and the ethical questions they're in? Right. Well, I'll say the most surprising thing from my class is that the students have seemed less interested in artificial intelligence than the faculty tend to be. <laughs> uh, all the faculty are, are, are so concerned about it. What's it going to do to teaching? You know, all the students are going to be totally enthralled by this technology. And then the students, and it's a small class, so this isn't a huge sample size, but like they didn't know nearly as much as I thought, even about just the ones that are out there and what they can do. In terms of the topics they're interested in, you know, I think art is a really big one. People are really interested in how AI is going to interact with creativity and expression and those things we take to be most human in a, in a certain sense. And other than that, law enforcement is kind of an exciting topic for AI just because it gets at the heart of like, you know, how is this going to impact how society is run? Uh, is it going to have a big impact on, on our liberties, etc.? In totality, do you feel that artificial intelligence is something something to fear, something to embrace, or you find yourself sort of on the fence? Oh, I'm definitely on the fence. I always like a healthy dose of fear. So yeah, in that respect, for sure, be cautious. Be aware of, of what you're doing and where you're going. Should we be actively panicking and uh, putting up barriers and whatnot? I wouldn't feel that at the current moment. I don't think we have... A ton of instances where there's, you know, sort of massive injustice coming from AI, though I'll surely be proved wrong immediately and look like a fool. But uh, hopefully not within the next week. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. I wouldn't want to respond too rashly too quickly, right? There's a lot we, we still don't know. We're, we're in the middle of one of the booms, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a tall order to try and respond to the situation in the middle of the explosion. You know what I mean? Uh, so maybe... Maybe I'm on the wait and see, hope it all turns out for the best. And if it doesn't, address the problem then. A lot of things to think about for sure. That'll wrap things up. I want to thank you, uh, Nathan, for coming in today. It was truly a pleasure. Yeah, I had a great time. Thanks for inviting me. For this week in Oxford, the Ole Miss Rebels face off against the Arkansas Razorbacks Saturday at 6.30. This Sunday at 5 p.m. in the Ford Center marks the return of the annual Miss University Scholarship Competition, where a new Miss University will be crowned. Speaking of the Ford Center, they will be hosting the acclaimed performance piece, Cowboy, on Tuesday, October 10th. Tickets will be linked in today's show notes. That will do it for the Weekly Scoop. As always, follow us on social media to stay tuned for new episodes. And make sure to pick up your special edition copy of the DM this Thursday. Have a great week, everyone. New episodes of the Weekly Scoop will be released every Wednesday during the University of Mississippi 2023-2024 through 2024 school year, with occasional bonus episodes on Mondays and Fridays wherever podcasts are found. This podcast is in association with The Daily Mississippian. Any feedback can be sent via email at dailymissmedia at gmail.com. Thank you.